Hello and welcome to the New York Farm Bureau's Weekly News Bite, bringing you the latest news from the New York State agriculture world. Hi, I'm Steve Ammerman, Director of Communications for New York Farm Bureau. To kick things off, we'd like to wish everyone a happy June Dairy Month. It's that time of year to thank all the hardworking dairy farmers who give their all to produce milk and the dairy products that we enjoy. We also want to congratulate the two winners of this year's New York Farm Bureau Youth Agricultural Scholarships. Each student received district-wide recognition and they competed for one of two statewide scholarships. In order to be eligible, the students had to have a Family Farm Bureau membership or a student membership. And then a panel of judges selected the winners based on their essay submissions as well as their applications, which included their community and agricultural engagement. The first place winner is Joseph Del Conte from Oswego, New York. He's a member of the Oswego County Farm Bureau in District 6 and received a $3,000 scholarship from New York Farm Bureau. Now, Joseph is a student at Oswego High School and plans to attend Cornell University to major in plant science with the goal of working in the plant breeding field. He's been active in his school, co-founding the Oswego Ag Club, where he served as president. His school activities also included president of the school's environmental club, member of the varsity bowling team and varsity track and field team, as well as the National Honor Society. He's also been involved in the Oswego County Fair, 4-H, and his church's junior missions committee. The second place winner is Lauren Chuda from Cambridge, New York, where she's a member of the Washington County Farm Bureau in District 8. Lauren received a $2,000 scholarship from New York Farm Bureau. She's a senior at Greenwich Junior Senior High School and plans to attend the College of Ag and Life Sciences at Cornell to major in global development with the goal of being involved in diplomacy or scientific communications and journalism. During high school, she's been active in Greenwich FFA, the Future Business Leaders of America, the school's band and jazz band, varsity lacrosse and soccer, as well as the National Honor Society. Lauren has also been involved in many community service activities as well. Again, we congratulate Joseph and Lauren and all of the district-wide winners. Now here's Elizabeth Walters, our Deputy Director of Public Policy, with a look at what is happening at the Capitol in Albany. Elizabeth Walters here with your state update. We are in the last scheduled week of the 2022 legislative session with lawmakers scheduled to go home on Thursday. However, with many unfinished issues, we anticipate them to be in town through the weekend. Our public policy team is still engaging on several key issues, including the Birds and Bees Protection Act and the Extended Producer Responsibility legislation. The Birds and Bees Protection Act would restrict the sale of neonicotinoid in New York State, including the sale of neonicotinoid treated seeds and phase out the ability to use these pesticides in ornamental tree, landscape, and nursery operation. The bill further erodes the State Department of Environmental Conservation's authority to regulate pesticides in the state. The extended producer responsibility legislation being discussed by lawmakers in Albany would fundamentally shift who is responsible for the recycling of packaged materials. The owners would be shifted to the producer of the packaging, potentially shifting these costs to our farmers and processors who would not be able to pass these costs down to the consumer. Go to nyfb.org to take action on both of these important issues. Thanks, Elizabeth. American Farm Bureau President Zippy Duval has commented on the Securities and Exchange Commission's comment period extension for the proposed rule known as the Enhancement and Standardization of Climate-Related Disclosures for Investors. Now, this proposal would require public companies to report what's known as Scope 3 emissions, which are the result of activities from assets not owned or controlled by the publicly traded company but still contribute to its value chain. And while farmers and ranchers would not be required to report directly to the SEC, they do provide almost every raw product that goes into the food supply chain. 
President Duvall said, quote, AFBF appreciates the SEC extending the comment period for its proposed climate reporting rule. We ask for the extension because America's farmers and ranchers need time to fully understand the consequences of this 510-page proposal. Duvall added, We have deep concerns that the SEC is proposing a rule that will subject farmers to regulations that are intended for Wall Street. Unlike large corporations currently regulated by the SEC, farmers don't have teams of compliance officers or attorneys dedicated to handling SEC compliance issues, increased costs, legal liabilities, and privacy concerns that could create obstacles to ensuring food security at a time when the world is increasingly looking to America's farmers for help. The FBF urges the SEC to avoid enacting regulations that will keep farmers and ranchers from focusing on growing the food, fuel, and fiber that this country needs. Now here's Lisa Ovid of New York Farm Bureau with more on what every farmer should have in their truck. That's right, New York Farm Bureau's truck book. In the spring, we like to remind New York Farm Bureau members that they have available to them our publication, Farmer's Guide to Truck and Farm Implement Laws and Regulations, which is now in its fifth edition. This guide provides an overview of what is literally a myriad of New York state and federal laws and regulations related to farm vehicles and farm implements. Sections of this book include licensing, registration of both farm plate and agricultural vehicles, general vehicle regulations, and farm implements and equipment. Additions to the fifth edition of this book are contained within text boxes and labeled fifth edition update for ease of reference. There's new info on CDLs, farm plates, ATVs, infrastructure-friendly vehicle requirements, lights and reflectors, and much more. Specifically, readers of this guide can learn how the Department of Transportation regulations affect them, discover the vehicle equipment standards that apply to their vehicles, and learn the specific requirements of the vehicle equipment regulations in New York State. This book is offered at a cost of $40 per copy for New York Farm Bureau members and $70 per copy for non-members. The book is sturdy and slim enough to fit in your vehicle's glove compartment. Finally, although this guide is a comprehensive tool, it is not intended to be all-inclusive and is published as an informational resource only. Please contact New York Farm Bureau's member support team at 800-342-4143 to place a credit card order. Thanks, Lisa. Finally, New York Farm Bureau members can look forward to the latest edition of Grassroots in your mailbox this week. The monthly newspaper is a member benefit full of the latest news about Farm Bureau, its members and public policy issues, as well as news about New York agriculture. This month puts the spotlight on dairy as our featured commodity report. We also learn about New York Farm Bureau's efforts to support the Bronx Zoo in a potentially precedent-setting case over Happy the Elephant, as well as a listing of farm markets and farm stands all over the state. Also, make sure to listen to next week's New York Farm Bureau's News Bites, where we sit down in the barn with a dairy farmer to learn more about what they do and the care that goes into tending to their land and animals. Well, that is it for this week's Bite of News from New York Farm Bureau. Thanks for listening, and as always, make sure to thank a farmer for all that they do.